Welcome to the Ask Brian Podcast Radio Show, where you'll hear from some of the most successful founders and CEOs of businesses and startups, sharing their best advice for success, and even some stories on how their mistakes actually make them even more successful. Now, here are your hosts, Brian and Tracy. Good afternoon, Los Angeles. All right. We got the Ash Brian Radio Show on KHS 1220 and 98.1 FM. Because when you're from New York, you say, and that's how we talk. Anyway, each week we have the Ash Brian Radio Show on KHCS. The show is about business. We try to teach you something about business. Sometimes we'll be interviewing a founder or CEO of a company. Sometimes we'll be just trying to teach you something because we're all about trying to help people out. That's what the Ask Brian Show is all about. And my co-host, Tracy, is the one who tries to help us out and explain why Brian is spelled with an E. Because when we went to school, everyone named Brian was B-R-Y-A-N or B-R-I-A-N. Nobody was spelling it B-R-I-E-N except for the people down the street that were, you know, the potatoes that were dealing from Ireland and their name, last name was O'Brien, and they own the local pub down the street. But nobody else spelled Brian that way, right? Why, oh, why, oh, why do we E, 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 not Y. E, not Y. E, oh, E, oh, E. Why do we spell Brian with an E? Yes, well, first of all, we spell Brian with an E in honor and celebratory a fa- a fashion for our engineer, of course. So, so the fir- we always have the, to recognize first. So the first E, first reason, is engineer. Is that correct? Yes, that is correct. And the second, we're not really going in, I just want to say for the record, we're not going in any kind of chronological order after the engineer. The engineer is always number one, and then it's a free-for-all after that. But our show is a free-for-all, yeah. right? In fact, the guess is like going. Our show, our show is actually free falling. <laughs> but a lot of ease and free, by the way. Two e's and free. Yeah, double e's and free too. So that's always good. But then you get what you pay for. So anyway, I digress. So our experts are probably our number two because without our experts, we really couldn't have our show. And we have a fun little mathematical formula as to how we define experts, and it's not really necessarily our formula. We just refigured it for our purposes. So if you are an expert on the Ask Brian radio show, then you have had at least 10,000 hours accumulated in your specific industry or business category, and most of our experts have hundreds of thousands of hours in their specific industry or category. But how we derive at that is that if you're working in any field and you do, you know, roughly 40 hours a week over the course of 50 weeks or so, and you do that for about five years, then yeah, that makes you an expert. But we know, and our experts have proven and told us so, that they work much more than 40 hours a week, especially in the startup phase. And so we figure that's probably more of a three-year curve than a five-year curve. So. That's our little mathematical formula. And then there's always education because without the engineer to get us here and the experts to get it out, we would not be able to educate our amazing listeners, fans, and followers. And so education is a huge part of the Ask Brian show, right? Absolutely. And I always like to 
reiterate how important empathy is to our listener, to our guest, to our team. What does that mean? And um, I exactly, and I know <laughs> that I always have to reiterate it because I always have to restate it because it's not your strong suit. But that's okay. Excuse me, but as a today, host, you have to be narcissistic. What are you talking about? <laughs> today I was <laughs> stuck in a cab on the way to the studio. You said an Uber, okay? And my text back from you was like, well, if you're late, I'm just going to make fun of you. So, yeah, real good example of empathy there. Love that. Yeah, I would have made fun of you even if you're on time, so it doesn't really matter. Yes, I know that. And, and the engineer I'm going to start making it. fun of, too. I just have to get my, my, my thing going. <laughs> okay. That's on. fair. So, um, and another thing that we really like, which you're showing a lot of today, is some enthusiasm around the Ask Brian radio show and all of our experts. And, and I'm excited. Yes. Just like the screamer. Remember the screamer? Drums are <laughs> yes. So you're excited. We love enthusiasm. <laughs> and our guest is going to be really bringing the expertise with him today as well. And so I guess that kind of takes us down to our one last favorite, right? Well, I guess it's your one last favorite, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Should I start you off? Of course, always. It's All right. Best. So you remember that movie, Grease? So remember when the guy's going grease lightning and he's going like this? What is your favorite one? <laughs> grease what? He's on the car, grease remember that? Because we are, you're not going to believe this, but I've already forgotten what it is. Electrifying! <laughs> grease lightning is electrifying! All right. <laughs> I didn't really forget, I just wanted to hear <laughs> <laughs> That was not very empathetic. See, I learned. That was not very empathetic. Okay. No, it was a little tricky, but no, because we are electrifying. I just wanted to see if you did it like I did it. But anyway, here we are. We have an awesome guest today. So excited. And, and he's like, Peter, I don't understand how you got me here. You know, if I knew all this stuff was going to happen, there's no way I would have came. You really talked me into it. Now I'm going to have to double charge you. But anyway, here he is. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. And do you go by the name of Isaac or Isaac, your last name? Because I know your last name. It's Isaac with an I, not an E. All right. Well, That's okay. We'll fix that later on. You know, you're going to switch your name, just like uh, Brian Piper. We fixed his name, too. We'll fix yours. <laughs> so, Isaac. First, let's tell the audience a little bit about your background, then we'll go into it. So I think I'm an expert because 10,000 hours, right? I know I have 10,000 hours, so I'm an expert. I think I'm an expert. I know I'm an expert. So, no, I got started in uh, digital marketing back in 99, 24 years ago. Um, Did they have that back then? It was all kicking off. I was in the right place at the right time. I, I was born and raised in Santa Monica. I came out of college, in Santa, and I was back in Santa Monica, and that's where there was a lot of Internet my money, condolences. Internet startup, my startups. condolences for where you're so in the right place at the right time. Geographical luck. So you can walk in any direction and get a job in digital marketing. So I got started at an e-commerce company. You know, they had about $10 million in investment. I learned a lot about affiliate marketing there. Then I went to an agency in West LA. Like I said, it was awesome being in West LA, Santa Monica area back in the early 2000s, the late 90s. And then really learned about web design, search engine optimization how to monetize websites. And that's when Google ads, that's when Google got started. So I was actually doing SEO before Google. 
for the likes of Lycos, Alta Vista, Ask Jeeves. Like those were the sites we were doing SEO for. And then Google came along. It was a paradigm shift. It was a very simple. When we first saw Google, you know, the search, the front page was just a search form just to put in your search with the feeling lucky tab also, if you want to go straight to that website, if you're feeling lucky. So it wasn't a portal like Yahoo or like the other ones. So that was very interesting. And it was just so fast and so relevant. And that kind of started off the whole, you know, the whole Google dominating search. Google started getting a lot of traffic, getting big. That's when they started the ads and no one was doing ads yet. We had some large clients. So they actually were vetting us out and, you know, to do ads because they knew we had these big clients. So they used to kind of cold call us. And it was a small company back then. And they started visiting our office. This was like early Google employees. It was like employee number seven and employee number 300 visiting our office, telling us about this. And we, you know, we eventually got convinced to do it. So we started running Google ads. We're one of the first companies. Well, we actually ran the first ever travel travel Google ads for a travel company. And it that was, was pre prior to Expedia? Prior Expedia was around back then. Yeah. But and, and one of our clients was as big as Expedia. So what was that company? Do you remember? Cheaptickets.com. Oh cheap tickets. Yeah. I remember them. And they actually used to give us, you know, it was 20, 25 years ago. So that was when they'd come by, give us pens, they'd give us <laughs> pins. So I actually have one of those, still have one of those pins. It's on my desk that they used to give us. And every year they'd send us things, you know, so they don't have to do that anymore. Well, we're expecting a lot of pins. In fact, the engineer wants a pin. <laughs> Tracy wants a pin. And, and, and the first 10, the first 10 calls to Kate, she has 1220, 98.1 FM. We'll get a pin. Like I Thank said, you, I do have a hat for you, though. I sell that thing on eBay. I do have a hat for you. So. Well, that's really incredible. I really want to get more into the SEO part, but I do remember, weren't you one of the first affiliates at... Uh, what was the name of that company? Yeah, that was cool because we were the agency and... Uh, well, tell them they don't know who it is. I do. Yeah, that was awesome. This was LegalZoom. So Brian Lee, Brian Liu used to come in our office and they needed SEO. So got to know them early, early on. And we did SEO for, you know, LegalZoom. Brian when they Lee, start, Brian when Liu. They started. Call them the two Brian's. So um, they're, they're but awesome. But they didn't spell it with an E. Extremely. <laughs> with an I. <laughs> So, and after I departed the agency, I was still working with LegalZoom and in their affiliate program. And I was for years and probably 15 years after. So congratulations to them for doing so well. You know, Brian, Lee was my client one time. That's small world. So small we, world. we both had the same client. Small world. All right. So you have a great background. Very interesting. But the audience here really wants to learn about SEO. So first of all, we're going to start off with a real, real basic stuff. I have a knowledge of it, but not everybody does. So first, just explain what is SEO. We know it stands for Search Engine Optimization, but after that, people get lost. So give a kind of a quick background on what SEO is. So it has to do with you have a nice website, you built a website, who's going to come to the website, how are they going to find out about the website? So it has to do with ranking your website. So you can get eyeballs, you get traffic to your website, and it's just the whole kind of arena of steps you need to do and services and tasks you need to do it. It's trust me, we have a checklist of everything we need to do when we onboard a client. It's you know, it's like it was like eighty steps and it, it takes weeks. After that, there's a lot of ongoing work you need to do. But I'm just trying to kind of put it in layman's terms. You could have the nicest restaurant, the best food, but if no one's going there, you know, how are you gonna get people in the door? So it's not a situation of if you build it, they will come. 
you know, you have to do. I liked for, Field of Dreams. That was a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> you have to do additional work to get people there. And you kind of have to earn your way there. You also have to kind of claim your way there. You have to make sure your business profile is claimed and that it's it's current and that it's it's getting reviews, that it has the right keywords in there, that there's activity. You know, you have to show life. You have to show Google that you have life, that you have popularity, and then they're going to start ranking you higher. You're going to be able to get more clients. If you're a doctor, get more patients. You know, if you're retail, get more sales. But isn't that a chicken and egg situation? I mean, how do you, you're saying that Google will give you more, but how are you going to get more if you don't have something to start with? Well, you have your excellent service. You know, you have your excellent product. So you're starting right there. Well, one thing is when you talk about SEO, we're talking about organic, right? We're talking about ranking on the front page, correct? Correct. And does SEO include the Google Maps or is that excluded from it? That includes it. That's included in organic. And is that separate? That's a part of it. That's an arm of it. But that works for local. What if you're selling, you know, widgets on eBay? Does the Google Maps even have any value to you? Well, if you don't have an address, you can't play in that in that arena. So you need to have a registered business address. You need to claim it. You need to connect it. And then you can play ball with Google business. So yeah, there's plenty of industries that they don't have an address claimed with it. But it does help to claim your address because it adds trust. Because if you're going to spend money, you're going to buy a bicycle from a website. You might want to research the company a little, look at their reviews, see where they're located. Is there a phone number? If you have problems, then you can call them and say, you know, there's accountability. I thought the whole point with an online business is you don't know, you can be anywhere. Well, there's that too. I mean, you can be anywhere. You can be anywhere. Yeah. If you're providing an amazing service halfway around the world, then yeah, it doesn't. Or a product at a cheap price that's good quality, right? Or product, yeah. So some services you can't provide from anywhere though. Obviously, like if you're a dentist, well, yeah, you can't. You or have a dry to be, cleaner. They have to come into your office for services or dry cleaner. So it just depends. So let's break down a little bit. So first, you've got the Google Maps, right? Then underneath that, this is on the first page of Google, right? So actually, excuse me. Let's go back. You have advertising, which people can do paid advertising. That's simply yeah. the first three to five. Then after that, then you've got the maps potentially, right? And then underneath that, you have your ranking. Is there any other part of SEO in terms of what people need to know about that? There's a lot. There's a lot that people need to know. You can have a nice website. How does it perform on the back end? You know, how quickly does it load? How accessible is it? Is it following best practices? How's the performance? So you could actually go, if you're on Chrome, you can go on your website, click developer tools. Then you can get into Lighthouse and you can see all, you can run all the tests on your, your page for so what is that? Basically, version. you're doing an audit. Yeah, that's one form of an audit for the performance, the SEO, like I said, the accessibility of your website. So that's one, you know, that's one. So what does that mean, accessibility? I mean, isn't it true that I can just click on my iPhone or the computer right over here and just log into a website? What does that mean, accessibility? There's dozens of, you know, descriptions of that on there. It has to do with, you know, if you're on a website, if you're on mobile, what's the user interface, the user experience, the UX, UI? Like, how is that? So it's quantified in a lot of different ways. Regarding performance and speed, you know, it has to do with how quick the first part of the site loads, how quick the last part of the site loads. It can also tell you how quick it loads until you can actually actually interact with the website. And it can give you suggestions on how to improve that because nobody has the patience to wait in 15 seconds for a site to load on their mobile. They'll, they'll be gone. Is there anything else, though? I know you talked about Google Ads. so. 
SEO is actually, bless you, is actually a little related to Google Ads because having your page set up correctly will help Google Ads, will help some of your scores on Google Ads. So SEO invariably does help Google Ads in a way. So let me ask you that question. If I'm spending more money in ads, does that mean I'm going to get better ranking on the SEO portion? Nope. Nope. Okay. So it's not like... Unless you're spending serious money and you have a serious problem maybe like you're like banned from organic but you're spending like hundred thousand dollars because i've seen this literally if you're spending you know 250 a month on ads and your site is blacklisted organically from google and you really work your contacts and your network and really you can probably get your site back in organic yes you know on a large scale but on a small scale no so let's just quickly go over we don't want to get blacklisted, but what are some reasons that you would? You could get blacklisted. So we actually get a fair amount of clients from uh, companies who they have a virus on their website. So for example, there's one virus called the Japanese keyword hack, where your website will be taken over. It'll add 10,000 pages of um, content. It will not be in English. And then it'll have links to affiliate, to monetize through affiliate or to purchase something e-commerce. So that's something that happens to businesses. It was happening a lot of two years ago. And we'd go in there and we'd remove it. And they would be totally tanking in, in Google. And we would have to kind of revitalize everything. So we've gone over a couple of things, what SEO is. Now, the only thing I know about SEO is content and backlinks. So mm-hmm. try to explain to people what that means and how do you actually rank? I mean, you know, everybody wants to know, hey, I own the, uh, the bakery in, in Newhall on Main Street. How in the world Am I going to rank? I mean, if you own a bakery in Newhall, you try to get a backlink on LA Weekly. Try to get a write-up in LA Weekly. That's going to really send Google a lot of love to your your web profile, to your backlink profile, because that is a that is a local link. It's a magazine that has but, editors, so, right? But so, so it's a trustworthy first, link. First, explain why people need backlinks and why that pushes you up the page, because people don't get, understand. Getting that. a backlink is um, it shows popularity in your business, in your website. It's a way for Google to quantify your popularity. Also, another way, obviously, like I said, I, I talked about the reviews earlier. That's kind of another another thing they can look at for the local. But back to the bakery example. So if you have a bakery, obviously a website helps. You start getting into social media. You know, you, social media would be perfect, is perfect for a bakery, showing activity on there. The reputation. So you serve a food, there's going to be reviews. How do those reviews look? How do those review sites look? Is everything connected together? So kind of those three things for a bakery is website, social media, you know, reputation, and everything under that. All right. Well, you're an expert. Not everybody understands. First of all, explain to people what a backlink means. Well, if you go to laweekly.com and you pull up, let me just give you an example, and you, you read an article there, go through the article, say if the article is talking about cupcakes, because you mentioned I bakery. I like cupcakes. Because you mentioned bakery. There might be something in the article that where they talk about maybe they get into the red velvet type of cupcakes and maybe that's an opportunity for LA Weekly to link to something about red velvet cupcakes or they talk about birthday party cupcakes. So if you click on that link, that is a backlink from LA Weekly to the bakery website or to another website. So that Google sees those and it scores you a lot of points for your website SEO wise. So let's say I'm on page, I just started a website, so in mm-hmm. Cupcakes in L.A. I'm probably going to be in, what, page 10, 20, 30, right? Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Or? 
in LA, if for it depends for which keyword for LA bakery, do, you'd be do. way below thirty. You'd be way below that if you just started a website. Okay, so how yeah. am I going to push myself up? Let's just first focus on backlinks. Mm-hmm. Then we'll talk about content and other ways to do it. Mm-hmm. But so, how do you do that on backlinks? You call out LA Weekly, but they may not want to write. You the can article. start off with your uh, foundational backlinks, which are the ones you can go to your competitors and see what they have. And be like, okay, go down the list. I, these are backlinks I definitely need to get. I mean, go to your competitors that have a good site and that are ranked well, and you could go down there. So if you go to a competitor, how do you know what their backlinks are? Well, you got to have tools. I mean, there's a lot of tools. We could do a whole show about tools we use. I mean, tools are obviously important. And can any, you go to Google and type in backlink LegalZoom, and it'll tell you which ones they have? You can't do that, but if you type that, it'll just tell you all the third-party websites that you can get a subscription to view websites backlinks on. And then, so you get this list, and then what do you do? You, you email everybody, or you, you you go after three or four? How, how do you? Just, some of them, because people don't. Some know of them do you that. can't get. Some of them are easy to get. You just have to look. You know, it takes time. If you don't have experience in doing it, it does take a lot of time. So to figure it out, we can look at them right away and know if we can get in there. And on some of the difficult ones, we know what we need to do. So give us some tips to the audience. You know, there might be one website where you need to provide valuable, informative content. So if you can connect with the right person there and provide content for them, provide something usable, then uh, that's a way to get on. Some, it might be a magazine where you need to get into a directory of a service directory, say for for um, orthodontists. You know, it might have to be something where you might need to, to pay to get in because um, it's kind of a sponsored, it's kind of a sponsored backlink there. And there's also... You got to remember two other sponsored ones are not as valuable as one that comes from an editorial source. Like if it's an article on LA Weekly, for example, I'm just using LA Weekly because we're in LA and and it's a good website. If it's an editorial one with an author, the gatekeeper is an author that has a lot of authority and a lot of experience and a lot of trust. That backlink is going to have more value than maybe a sponsored one. But to get that, you, you just have to, I guess, make a list of different publications and try to get into those publications, right? Mm-hmm. But a good SEO agency might already be in those publications. So that's why you can really fast track if you work with the right company. You can really fast track your rankings. And what do rankings translate into? They translate into sales. So you can start, you know, earning more revenue right off the bat, as opposed to if you're trying to figure it out yourself, it could take months, it could take years. Whereas some agency might already have those pre-existing relationships. They might even already be the author on some of those websites. It sounds almost like PR, right? You're getting into, I call it junior PR. Yeah. Getting into junior PR, you know, for example, you know, you, you can get, you know, say if you have a, if you have a client in Beverly Hills, who's like in some cosmetic industry, you know, like you'd want to get in a fashion magazine, right? You'd want to get in something like that. That's kind of like high level PR. If you got in one of those high level fashion magazines, that'd be high level PR. Low level PR is maybe getting in one section of USA Today. You know, that would be more what I consider lower level PR. So you start getting into the lower level PR and then, but we also have relationships with some of the the higher level PR, which you can get into those, those fashion magazines, or you can get into like the really, uh, you get into the New York Times, LA Times. Well, I, I imagine New York Times, LA Times has got to be really, really tough, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, and, but- really tough. You also want to get in there and have it stay in there. You don't want it to get in there. And uh, disappear after two years or disappear after two months. And you want it the right, get in there the right way. There's another list of the right way to be in there. How you want the link set up. What page it goes to. So what can you do to make it stay? 
So great. I, I got lucky. I'm in LA Weekly for my bakery, right? And I want it to stay there. What can I do to make it stay there? I'm not the LA Weekly. You have to monitor it. If it comes down, you know, you have to reach out to them and be like, hey, what happened? So, so it's that's basically it's a publisher. That's one reason is monitoring it. Also making sure your site is legit and it's up and it's not 404. I mean, it can go down if your site goes 404 for a while. People don't know what 404 back, is. If it could go down and fail to load or load really slow, then the magazine website could see it through its system or its analytics or its own little audits, internal audits it might do every week. And it can see that it's down and then it'll just remove your backlink. Now, let's go into a little bit further because we don't have that much time on the show today. So we went over backlinks as a major criteria and you want to try to hook up with a, le- a company like LA Weekly or some something that's going to help you out on the links. But there's another component and that's content. So how does content raise me from page 30? Because I'm on page 30 in the... Uh, in the Uga Mugga industry. Mm-hmm. The Uga Mugga industry is really, really important. I want to be on the top page of Uga Mugga. I mean, let's look at your content then because... What do you know about Uga Mugga? What's your time on? <laughs> <laughs> I know that domain's probably available. <laughs> what's the time on site when visitors go to this website that you're referring to? So what's their experience like? That's how you can quantify their experience. Time on site, amount of pages they view. You know, there's typically discussions... Ongoing discussions about length of, of article or length. Of, so what, what what is a good article length? So, you know, there's no answer to that. But one way you can figure it out how much longer your article needs to be is you can go and do the keyword search and look at the top 10 results and see how long those articles are. If the longest article is only, you know, 250 words, then you probably don't need a 2,000 word article. You can probably just knock out a really well-written article that's longer than that, a little longer than that. So there's really there's really no general answer to it. But if it's something that is very thorough, and also it's not just the length of the text, the contextual length, it's also the images in there. Because if you have imagery that reflects your text, that just makes it more valuable. You have examples in there. You're so, writing and you show visual examples because sometimes it's very hard to explain everything. Like you're on a medical website and you're reading about some type of a, a malady you have or you're reading about it. It helps if there's something visual under there too. So imagine if you had something visual every 250 words or something visual. Imagine you had a 2,000 word article and you had 10 visual representations interspersed in. It'd be a better experience. You'd have more chance of staying on that site and going to another website. Well, so let's just stay on that just a little bit. So on a 2,000 word, I mean, is there a certain amount of words that before you're putting in an image, is it like if you have a 2,000 word article, so every 500 words you want to have a picture, is something like that? It helps. It helps. It doesn't always happen. I mean, there's a lot of other things you're working on, but it's recommended. But it has to be something quality. It can't just be a picture for picture's sake. But does picture, so a picture will actually help you in SEO, even though it's not words, right? Pictures will help you because yeah, it'll improve the experience. Also, you can do you can do on-page SEO around the picture, around the the image name, the alt tag, the title tag within the photo. So yeah, there's different things you can do. What about video? Video as well. Video helps too. So video so, can help. The same the same example. I mean, if you have an article, you know, you're talking about legal steps, a DBA formation, or incorporation, or an S corp, and there's an article about it, and then there's also a video in there. Uh, of, of somebody talking and explaining it, that is, you're going to stay on that website. You're going to stay on that website. Do you think video versus photo, which one's more valuable to have? For they're, SEO they're all, I say there's like 10 You got to pick one. There's 10 things you need to do to make two fists to really, like your fists at the beginning of the show, to really do well. 
Thank you very much so far for our show. Thank you. Some people want to know how they can reach you. And so, you know, by the way, we will be putting this on some, you know, bad sites so everybody in the world knows, but go ahead. Okay. You can reach <laughs> us. Go to our website. What uh, website is go that? Go to Google. Go to Google. They don't know Proactive your name. Proactive SEO Solutions. Spell it. Just like I spelled Brian. P-R-O-A-C-T-I-V-E. I like the E. S-E-O. I like the other E. Solutions, plural. Solutions. Solutions, plural. My name is Isaac Rao. And if they go to the website, how are they going to reach you or reach somebody at the company that they can talk to? There's a contact form right there. There's a phone number they can just click to call. They can be on their phone. They can click to call and they'll, they'll reach me or a member of my team. Because obviously we do have a good team. Because I'm sitting here right now talking about SEO, who's doing the work. I have a nice team. Well, I um, hope so. Doing Otherwise, the work. those yes. people are going to be waiting quite a while <laughs> to get back to Long Beach so, to figure it out. We have a fair number of clients, so I'm very lucky that we have a very good team. You know, we, have, we have to start very early in the morning. We've got a lot of clients on the East Coast, so we're starting every day, 6, 37 a.m. So. All right. Yes. It's easy to talk about these tasks and this work and getting ranked, but there's a lot of little nuances and intricacies, and it's a lot more work then you think it would be, it's kind of like if you're going to remodel your bathroom, you just talk about it. Oh, we'll go do this. We'll go to Home Depot. We'll slap this on and, and, and this and that. And then, you know, next thing you know, the person who's trying to remodel their bathroom, it's, it takes two years. So there's a lot of difficult tasks take longer than you think they should. So it helps if you hire a company like us or talk to us because we know how to do it. And we've done it hundreds of times quicker than you can do it on your own. Oh, that's great. So anyone who has missed any part of this uh, show, we are also on a podcast. Produce Your Podcast is the company that sponsors or prepares the podcast version for us. And we're on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, anywhere you can get a, you can catch a podcast. We're all around. We're available anywhere. Also, there is a YouTube version as well. And you can also catch us on Facebook Live. So there's plenty of ways to catch the show if you missed it. And there's a lot of good information that you want. But probably your best bet is going to be calling calling Proactive SEO Solutions because, you know, you really need to get a little bit more information and it has to be customized to your specific need. I mean, it's not going to be the same for the bakery down the street if you have a online incorporation business or a, a radio station. So it'll always be good. We have about a minute and a half left. So uh, we want to ask you a question. So if people are just starting out and don't know anything about SEO mm-hmm. before they call you and they figure out, okay, I'm on page 30, right? But they don't have enough money to pay you yet. Mm-hmm. What can they do? Well, you know, one thing they could do, I don't want to just give you the same answer. You've had a lot of marketing people on this on this uh, program. I'm sure you've learned a lot, you and Tracy. But one thing they could do that they might need a little money is they can actually try to find an existing website in their industry that's already has rankings, that has ranking history. That's something they can do that's kind of like more unique. And that can kind of fast track everything because ranking websites, they have a history of ranking and maybe the owner wants to sell the website or you know, for whatever reason, just kind of like stop working on the website and we'll sell it for a small amount. That's something they can do to try to fast track their business. Find a website that has a history of ranking that the owner sold their company and the names would have to match up or at least the services would have to match up a little. So I'm just trying to give you something a little different than maybe the typical marketing answer. Well, that was great. We do have a lot more questions, but unfortunately the hour is over. I'm crying already. And I know that's not empathy. And our engineer is like going, thank God I'm out of here. All right. You're listening to the Ask Brian Radio Show on KHS 1220 and 98.1 FM with Isaac Rao from Proactive SEO Solutions right. with right, a plural Peter. and Tracy, my co-host. Thank you. Thank you very thank much. You. Till next week, over and out.
Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Brian radio show. You can listen to us every Thursday on KTHS AM 1220 and FM 98.1 or via Facebook Live or anytime wherever you listen to your podcasts. Visit askbrian.com to join the conversation and ask us your business questions and we'll answer them on our next episode. That's askbrien.com.